there's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Good evening and welcome to the Go Radio Football Show. I'm Mark Guidi, delighted to say joined tonight by the man who's still on cloud nine, Whoa. Big Oz, Craig Moore, Australia, World qualifying Cup. for the World Cup in Qatar. Dramatic circumstances, penalty shootout against Peru. We'll get to that in a minute, but Scotland have just kicked off. They're over in Armenia tonight playing in their Nations League game and we badly need a result. Very quickly, we'll give you the Scotland starting lineup. It's a 3-4-2-1. Craig Gordon in goals at the back. It is Scott McTominay, Grant Hanley and Jack Henry. Two wing-backs. Nathan Patterson and Greg Taylor, Billy Gilmer and Callum McGregor, the holding two, and it's John McGinn, the captain, and Stuart Armstrong off the main striker, Shea Adams. Oz, very quickly, we'll get into it more later on, but just give us your take on last night and uh, your whole country must be buzzing about qualifying for the World Cup. Yeah, now look, it was um, it was always going to be a tough match against Peru, South American opponents, Australia. Look, we've always struggled against, I, I think... The game being in Qatar, the one-off game was a, was an advantage for us. Um, conditions we're used to playing in, mate, went right to the wire. Uh, Graham Arnold makes a brave substitution right at the death of extra time and and substitutes goalkeepers for the penalty shootout. And Australia were lucky enough to to go through in a penalty shootout. Not a nice way to uh, to go out for Peru, who were a great opponent, but fifth consecutive World Cup now for Australia, Mark, which is great news. As in Tunisia, France, and Denmark, it's a tasty group. Tasty group and 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 not too uh, dissimilar to the group in 2018. You know, Australia had France, Denmark, and Peru. Funny enough. Um, so look, this is a it's a good group. Um, it's a tough group, but when you get to the World Cup, every group is uh, is going to be tough. Well, unfortunately, Scotland won't be there. They won't be joining you. We're in the Nations League just now, mm-hmm. Craig, looking to bounce back after that three 0 defeat at the hands of the Republic of Ireland in mm-hmm. Dublin on Saturday. Steve Clark com- has come in for a lot of criticism. On the back of that, no Andy Robertson tonight, the captain, not even on the bench. He is injured. I think he stayed at home. Yeah. What do you make of the starting lineup for Scotland? Yeah, again, I think sometimes uh, on the back of uh, uh, you know a performance where where so many unfortunately didn't hit their levels, then you need to to freshen things up. So obviously, it's an opportunity for the four players that coming coming back into the side. I mean, I thought Armstrong Mark was was quite unlucky as Armenia just have a chance here and, and they've a scored. Goal. Armenia have scored. It's Armenia 1, Scotland 0, the sixth minute of the game. And Grant Hanley there, Craig, he should have just cleared these lines out of the touchline, surely. He took a chance and it backfired, but that is a disastrous start for Scotland. Armenia 1, Scotland 0. Yeah, it's, it's, it is. It's a horrible, horrible start. I was just in, in, in mid-sentence there, obviously going through the potential uh, changes and the opportunity for those players, but... As we're we're speaking there, Armenia in within six minutes go a goal up, and that's a that's a terrible start for for Scotland. Um, 
And it's a big match. It is a big match. We touched on it. Yeah, you're right. Hanley has an opportunity to to deal with it. Just put it out for a throw in. He actually gets bullied a little bit. Um, ball breaks into the wider area. A medium player, he's really smart. He pick, picks out a player. Um, tap him from, from four yards, Mark. It's a terrible start for Scotland. Yeah, you look at you look at McTominay, you look at Patterson, neither have picked up Bisha Kishan, the, the goal scorer, and it's just a simple tap and good movement. But it's poor, poor defending. Yeah, yeah. And and look, again, I mean, unfortunately, um, there has been strong debate over the the back formation, whether you go three at the back, five at the back uh, with the wing backs or, or a flat back four. But once again, unfortunately for Scotland, defensively, uh, have shown that, um, you know, that wasn't that wasn't good enough. And away from home, Armenia, you know, they, they, they get themselves in front early doors and give the fans, as we can see, the, the opportunity to really get behind their team. So it's going to be a tough evening and a lot of character here need to be shown for, for Scotland to bounce back into this match. Is it important for Steve Clark to get a win tonight? Does he come under pressure if Scotland lose this game? We were talking off air there and, and what, what a brutal game football is, isn't it? I mean, he's he done such a one, wonderful job to get Scotland to, to the Euros uh, first major competition, I believe, uh, within 23 years. Yeah. You know, uh, So we're all praising his efforts and and saying how how deep the Scotland squad is marked now in terms of the depth, uh, the players that, that he has at his disposal. Uh, unfortunately, in football, um, like I said, it's a brutal business and the, the heavy defeat and the performance against Ireland uh, was nowhere near good enough. Um, and, and he's aware of that as Scotland just get a shot off on goal, which is good save by the goalkeeper. And again, if you don't back up and, and, and find a way to bounce back and win this match against Armenia, then naturally uh, the pressure... Um, will definitely be there from the media and people will be asking a lot of questions. Yeah, if you've just joined us, the Scotland starting lineup 3 4 2 1 Gordon and goals at the back. McTominay, Hanley, and Henry, the two holding midfielders, Gilmore and McGregor, Patterson and Taylor, the two wing backs, and it's a captain, John McGinn and Stuart Armstrong in behind Che Adams. There's nine, we're into the ninth minute of the game. It's Armenia 1, Scotland 0. It's a very uncomfortable scoreline for Scotland and really we do need to find a way of getting a result because anything other than a victory yeah. tonight Craig and the Nations League campaign is Finished. over because bear in mind we've got back-to-back games against Ukraine yeah. arguably the two toughest games uh, in that fixture list to come in September Yeah, this is this is really important as you say there and look, Ukraine uh, got off to the perfect start haven't they in the, in the group and clearly um, we, we also seen in the World Cup qualifier unfortunately um the quality that, that they have. So you must win for, for Scotland tonight. I guess if you are going to concede a goal and have a chance to, to try and, you know, work your way back into a game of football, conceding early, um, <laughs> if it can be considered a bonus, there's plenty of time in the match to, to get back into it. So I expect Scotland to have a good old crack at this. Um, can they find a way not only to equalise but, but get over the top of Armenia? It would be a huge lift for Steve Clark. Yep, other headlines today. We'll keep you posted on the Scotland game, but just to briefly go through it. Tam Courts has left his job as Dundee United manager. It's looked like he is going to be heading to Croatia um, over there. Hibs back in for Aidan Megidi. Celtic still in the chase for Vinicius Souza and also in talks with Jota to get that deal over the line. And the transfer speculation about Calvin Bassey continues. The Rangers defender is reportedly um, be of interest to a number of clubs down south and uh, in Italy. And Billy Gilmer, the Scotland midfielder who turned 21 on Saturday, has had his contract 
extended at Chelsea until the summer of 2024. Tam Kurtz, looks like Croatia yeah. bound, Craig. Yeah, but look, by by all accounts, uh, the reports are around about Rijeka, uh, the, the club in Croatia that have been highly impressed with the job that he'd, he'd done at Dundee United in terms of developing uh, and and giving those younger players the opportunity yeah. to um, to go on to uh, the top stage and shine. Um, I, I felt at the time it was a little bit left field. Uh, I still kind of believe that, but um, no, it, it seems like a, a great opportunity for Tam Courts and, and like I said, not a traditional pathway in, in, in regards to uh, to coaching, let's say, but we, we do know um, Croatians produce unbelievable talent um, and uh, it'll be it'll be a great experience for him. I think it's important that you have good people around about you when you go into a foreign country yep. um, and, and take on that kind of role. So it'll be interesting to, to see whether he has the opportunity to take people with him, Mark. Yeah, so we wish Tam Quartz all the best in his new role. No doubt it will be um, announced within the next 48 hours that he's taking over at Rijeka. Runners and riders to replace him, Jack Ross would be the, the obvious, the obvious candidate. One. Yeah, he's the obvious one, isn't he? That that's kind of out of football, and I think a lot of people felt as if he was extremely uh, harshly treated uh, in terms of his departure at, at Hibs. He's probably the main the main name. Although, like I says, every now and then, uh, Mark within Scotland now, there's there's good young coaches up and up and coming. Uh, you know, through the system. I mean, you got the likes of a Kevin Thompson. It's still probably a little bit too early for him, maybe to go into that type of of role. But there's a lot of young, exciting coaches out there, and and maybe. Maybe clubs are starting to think a little bit outside the box uh, in, in terms of you know the, the the younger modern type of coach that's that's willing to kind of yep. I guess play what the club wants in terms of developing and 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 being brave enough to play those younger players so they can get them out the door for profit. And in Glasgow, Celtic have got Cameron Carter Vickers yep. over the line six million quid with substantial add-ons. Yep. How important is that to get you know your stuff your your central defenders? Craig, how important uh, is it to, for Celtic to have him tied up? I think it's great business and very important for, for Celtic. I mean, look, the the way that they played, uh, obviously you need a, a strong base and stability and, and Carter Vickers, he, he gave that all season, didn't he? Um, you know, he was a, the, the ever-present. Okay, partners shifted throughout the season. Um, so, look, really, really good business for, for Celtic. Uh, I think it's a great opportunity for Carter Vickers to not only uh, consolidate in terms of what he, he's achieved this season, he's also got a World Cup that he wants to go Yeah, uh, and, and play with the, the national team of, of the US of A as well. So, uh, you know, it's, it's important. Um, and, and that's what you want. Look, you want, you want hungry players at your football club that continually want to improve. Jota, is he next? Seven million quid from Benfica. It looks as though you know the, the fees I gave the clubs. It's just the, the players' personal terms, and supposedly from inside Celtic, not anticipating too many problems, and that'd be another good one to get over the line. Yeah, it would be. I mean, look, they're they're, they're the two um, headline, I guess, discussions around about the early stage of, of transfer season on what they'd done last season. Um, you know, Celtic would be desperate, rightly so, to try and. Oh, Scotland have just equalised. Is that who's that? Stuart Armstrong. Uh, Stuart Armstrong. Stuart Armstrong. Uh, want to talk us through that that goal, Mark? Before I go into what I was yeah, saying, Shea <laughs> Adams with an attempted overhead kick. It was a miss kick, and there was Stuart Armstrong just following in nine, ten yards out. Nice composure, right foot, and just sidestepped it past 
the goalkeeper good finish from Armstrong and that certainly calmed the nerves for Scotland because that's us in the, the 15th yeah. minute of the game and it's now Armenia 1 Scotland 1 yeah, Shay Adams actually he, he does well there he makes a positive run in there and to be fair the Armenian defender gets dragged into an area where I think if he held his line um, you know Adams maybe runs into an offside area but obviously overhead doesn't really come off but Armstrong there getting bodies into the box backs it up quite a comfortable uh, finish in the end but well needed for Scotland to get right back into this match yeah it certainly is Armenia won Scotland won it was looking very very dangerous indeed six minutes on the clock when Armenia took the lead and there's photos coming in on TV of a very relieved looking Steve Clarkley yeah there was no smile though uh, certainly uh, it's far too early for that but yeah no look he was just he was delighted um, and, and showing his support for the team to, to get that goal and to get back into the match so early uh, very very positive and like I says, can Scotland now kind of go on with the job they're, they're kind of got Armenia pinned quite deep yeah. into their half you know so the, the game certainly has swung they're dominating possession and they should be let's be honest Scotland should be dominating possession against Armenia whether it's away from home or not yeah and look I mean sometimes it's a mentality thing Mark the difference between a home and an away match but the home match uh, Scotland against Armenia that's exactly what happened you know it was total domination wasn't it I mean Armenia sat in a really really deep position looking to try and counter didn't cause Scotland really any problems and away from home it shouldn't you're right it shouldn't be any different because the quality of Scottish player against against this Armenian squad is still stronger seven in the starting lineup play in the English Premier League for Scotland tonight the rest of the Champions League mm. experience it's a strong strong team and you have to say anything other than three points tonight you know it, it wouldn't be acceptable let's be honest no, and, and, and like I say, I mean, in, in one thing we do know in Scotland is, is people are quite um, vocal in terms of their, their, when they're not happy about the national team and the performances. And certainly games where, um, you know, your national team should be winning games of football. And this is one that Scotland should be winning. Okay, it wasn't the ideal start, but they've managed to find themselves back in. But you're right, mate, three points here. It's, it's, it's really important because... You know, you touch on the, the we touch on the talent of the squad. Um, you know, in in the wider areas and the, the depth and seven players in this starting this starting uh, eleven. Eleven from the English Premier in the, League in the English Premiership. I mean, that's that's top that's top level that should be going to win in these type of games in a comfortable way without being disrespectful to the opponent. Yeah, let's see how Scotland got on. We're just entering the seventeenth minute. That looks offside. offside. Surely, well, the line has not put his, he's not put his flag yeah, up. Yeah, he's, he's maybe. Oh, the ball's in there again but now the flag yeah. goes up see, I yeah, don't understand that yeah I don't understand that we, we're watching that and it's offside the moment we see that so for the for me that's clearly it's obviously offside the liner doesn't put his flag up the play goes for another 5 to 10 seconds there's another couple of actions players can get injured mm. I, I, I really don't understand why, why that is allowed to play on for so long yeah I mean honestly that's he's at least 3 yards offside you're right the flag should just go up and so there's no need for any check there's no need for any safety net with something like that you just get your flag up right away Armenia won Scotland won if you've just joined us in the 18th minute Armenia took an early lead and Stuart Armstrong equalised in the 15th minute just to finish off before we go to the, the break in a couple of minutes Craig Jota yes yeah, Celtic have got business, it. They, yeah. They, yeah they, look they've got to get that deal done Jota was, uh, was excellent last season um, for Celtic all season he had, he had a little bit of a, a spell didn't he a, a, an injury uh, scenario um, but mate, his, his goals his assist 
the energy, um, his recovery of the ball, Mark, when, when when he lost the ball, which is normally something you don't associate with those wide attacking players, but I think that's something that he's also adapted to uh, extremely well. He's a very important player and Celtic will be crazy. And they've got a bit of money. They'll be yeah. crazy not to get that stitched up, signed, done. And for players like Jota and, and Carter Vickers, Juranovic, boys like that who, who come in, you would imagine that Kyogos and Maidas, Maida and Hitati who came in yeah. in January that they're only going to get better. Oh, there's another chance. Oh, my oh what God. a tackle by Jack Henry. On the a, deck he was oh, as well. He's just denied a, mini, a certain goal there. Jack Henry with an absolutely outstanding tackle. Four yards out, just as the Armenian striker was about to pull the trigger. And that would have put Armenia 2-1 ahead. <laughs> Let's give credit where it's due there <laughs> to Jack Henry. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's actually an incredible tackle. He's on the ground. He's on the ground. But again, Scotland, way too open. Uh, the back three all over the place. Does really well. Gordon's down on the ground. Andrew ends up getting a tackle while he's on the ground to, to stop what was an absolute certainty for Armenia to go 2-1 up. And just when we thought Scotland were dominating, they've now got their backs to the wall. They're looking nervy again, Craig. They've got oh. to just get into a rhythm, yes. relax, and just deal with the defensive situations. They're all over the place. Look, the the, the basics, you know, you've got to do the basics well. Um, and, and again, like I said, unfortunately, the back three, you've got two other the two centre-halves at that moment trying to come forward. And you've got one that's going, going back uh, towards his own goal. Um, so again, you've got to be in sync Um but again, they've they've lucky not to find themselves a, a, a you know two one down there, and it's just it, as you say, it's poor defending. Stick to your structure, stick to the basics, and do them well. Jay Adams picking up a yellow card there for an elbow into one of the Armenian players. We're in the twentieth minute of the game. It's Armenia one, Scotland one. Is Armenia again break four? McTominay robbed, and um, it has to be said at the moment, Scotland all over the place. Defensively, come back and join us after the break. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Welcome back to the Go Radio Football Show. It is still Armenia 1, Scotland 1. Stuart Armstrong getting Scotland equaliser in the 14th minute. We are here tonight. I'm Mark Guidi. We are here right through for the first half of this game and then get all the reaction tomorrow night um, when we are back on the show. I'm delighted to say joined by Craig Moore who's still in cloud nine after Australia qualifying for the 2022 World Cup after their dramatic penalty shootout victory against Peru last night. We are here with our sponsors, Macklin Motors. And if you want to get through and put your point to Craig, you can dial 0808 700 to get through to the Go Radio Football Show. Craig, we're just watching the pictures again here, Scotland against Armenia, and I have to say, far too many scary moments for us oh defensively. God, are you talking about reaction after the, the, the game tomorrow? I mean, there's been plenty of reaction to this first 25 minutes. I mean, Scotland uh, at times uh, have looked as if they've had decent control in the match and have got Armenia pinned back like you'd expect. But I've got to say, defensively, they they have been all over the place. Um, Armenia have caused all sorts of problems in transition. Um, I know Steve Clark doesn't have much here. If he did have any, it'd be all pulled out from what he's seen in the first 25 minutes. I mean, defending-wise, and I'm not just... When I say defending-wise, I don't necessarily just talk about the, the back three or the back five. You know, just as a unit, um, you know, Armenia have been able to, to hurt Scotland far too often uh, in transition. And yet when you look at the three central defenders, 
Jack Hendry, yeah. Grant Hanley yeah. and Scott McTommy. There should be enough there to cope with them, meaning. Yeah, and, and you know what? Again, I expect Scotland to go on and win this game. Um, we, we, we spoke at the very, very top, Andy Robertson being left out, the skipper, um, a well-deserved rest. Does the team actually lack a voice and a little bit of leadership out there, Mark? Yeah, you yeah, know, it's a fair point. You know, you're missing your captain. McGinn obviously um, has come in and is wearing the arm man for the night. Maybe not someone that's out there barking and driving people, but at the same time, you've got you know you've got Callum McGregor in there who we know does a wonderful job for for Celtic, but maybe needs a little bit more, a little bit more. McTominay's got huge experience. You know, if, again, these are the type of players that should be stepping up and saying, "Oh, this is nowhere near good enough. Let's buckle down. Let's do the things properly." Let's get on the front foot. Let's get this second goal and let's stop this crazy defending. We're going to stay on Scotland and just before we go, we're going to touch on Celtic again. I want to get your insight on Harry Kuehl. Harry Kuehl will be joining Celtic as part of Ange Postacoglu's backroom staff. Mm-hmm. Harry, obviously, your fellow countryman, Craig, a man that you know well. But before we get to that, I just want to touch on Billy Gilmer who's starting tonight. He turned 21 on Saturday. Only 21. He got his new uh, a year extension yeah. at Chelsea. Yeah. But Charlie Nicholas in his newspaper column last week uh-huh. was scathing of Billy Gilmer uh, and t- you know, saying he, he'll, he'll end up the next Barry Bannon if he doesn't get his his act together. Are we judging Gilmer too quickly? Are we, are we putting too much pressure on the young man's shoulders? Or is he at a, an age where he, he should be stepping up and taking games by the scruff of the neck at international level? Well, I mean... I, I think, to be honest with you, I think it might be a little bit harsh. Um, he's 21 years of age. He, he, he burst onto the scene, um, let's say, with the national team during the Euros. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, the game against England Man in particular. Match at Wembley, yeah. yeah. I mean, people see exactly what he was capable of. And look, that's the that's the problem when 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 you set the the, the standards or you you you're the bar at a level. People expect to see that every single time, but every single game is not the same dynamic. Uh, playing against your, your old enemy. Um, you know, and at the same time, the regular club football and uh, being happy in that kind of environment. I'm delighted for him at 21 years of age. I still can't believe he's that young. He seems as if he's been about a lot longer uh, yeah. and everything that he's already achieved in, in his career. I mean, his he, he's, deal's been extended at Chelsea. That's not a small club. Um, the most important thing, I, I believe, uh, Mark, for him is that he's, um, his next option of where he's going to he's get loyal. games... Yeah. of where he's going to get games is is the right choice and sometimes it's it's really really difficult to um there's always an element of risk yeah Norwich didn't work out yeah Norwich didn't work out so he can't afford and the club Chelsea can't afford for that next step to to be a a one where it doesn't really come off so in should know exactly what that next step's going to be for him but he's a huge talent when you look at somebody at Chelsea, for example, Conor Gallagher, I think yeah. he had three or four loan moves, West Brom two seasons ago, then the step up to Crystal Palace. Yeah. He was outstanding for Patrick Vieira's team. He's now an England internationals. Yeah. So you're right, Chelsea do tend to send them out and move it up a notch with every loan move. Mm-hmm. With that in mind, do you see Billy Gilmore getting 30, 40 starts at the likes of a, a Crystal Palace or a Wolves or someone at next season? Or, or, if there was a chance, uh-huh. does he come back up the road and, and try and get a loan move to Rangers next season? Personally, I would love to see that. Um, you know, he, he's someone that would definitely thrive up here. There's no doubt about that. He would have huge support. Um, 
I don't know whether Chelsea would be too keen to, to to see that happen in terms of they maybe feel as if being a little bit closer to to home as in their home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe an option down there. They they you're, would, getting, you're getting European football guaranteed. Yeah, no, no, mate. You're not going to get me to to, to knock it in terms of I, I think that you're right. They're guaranteed European football. Uh, playing games where every game there's something at stake. Um, you know, you, you have to win football matches. You have to win trophies. Uh, it certainly would. Oh, a big chance. Big chances. We were just talking there. Uh, McGinn and Patterson both McGinn had chances and here and both missed it. Yeah, yeah. Fell to Patterson eventually on his left foot. Um, and has gone nowhere near the goal anyway, uh, or, or on target. Yeah, but he, 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 I think he'd be a great signing for Rangers. A great signing. Um, financially, I don't know what that looks like. Um, but at the same time, Billy Gilmore could, you know, in my opinion, go into uh, you know a Premiership side, bottom half of the table, but not bottom half scrapping mark. Yeah, bottom half footballing team. Footballing team, you know, or or just that that mid table Brighton. Mm-hmm. You know, the, these type of teams that you know are going to play football. Um, and that's not going to change whether the the coach is under pressure or, yeah. or, or anything like that. So, so it's really, really important. But he's, tw- he's 21 years of age, so didn't read the Charlie Nicholas column, um, but maybe a bit harsh. Okay. Harry Kuehl. Now, we expect a deal to be done. It's as good as in plays yeah. fairly. We think everything's been agreed. It's just a case of the, the contract to, to be signed mm. off. You know, Ange has already got his backroom staff in place there. John Kennedy, Stephen McManus and Gavin Strachan who inherited yep. but worked well with. He's now adding Harry Kuehl to that. From your experience, what is Harry going to bring to the backroom staff and to Celtic in general? Um, look, Harry, Harry's got an unbelievable level of experience within the game uh, as a player. Yeah, he, He's played at the highest, highest level. I still think him and Viduka are the best players we've ever produced from Australia. He, he was that special as a, as a 17, 18-year-old when he broke through from Leeds. Wow, um, incredible. Unfortunately, as a as a coach, it's not really worked for him. And, and, and I speak to H quite a bit. He's passionate. He loves the younger players. He develops those younger players. He maybe made a few poor decisions, Mark, if I'm honest. He, he started off his management at Crawley. Mm-hmm. Done extremely well. Ended up going to Notts County. Bad move. From Notts County to Oldham. Bad move. Oldham to Barnet. Bad move. So for me, I think that this opportunity, and again, this is this is Ange, yeah? This is Ange all over in terms of knowing someone that has talent and that maybe just needs a little bit of guidance, a little bit of guidance, but at the same time will contribute. 100% will contribute. He'll walk about, uh, not with an arrogance, but he's not going to be walking into to, to Celtic Park or, or, or to the training facility or anything like that, like looking about and thinking, oh, this is such a big club. He'll just stroll through there, mate, like it's a, it's just another day. What like is he as a person? What, what's his personality going to be like around the place day to day? No, he's a he's quite he's quite a happy lad. Um, he's, he's fairly easy easy going as a player. He kind of because he was a big big player, he was a little bit reserved in terms of who he would lend himself to. Uh, in terms of conversations, a little bit protected, but uh, he won't be like that as a, as a coach in a, in at Celtic. There, he'll be he'll be really quite open. He'll he'll, he'll be smiles. Um, he'll just love that he can work at a top top level and be able to work with with decent quality. Mark, he, his passion is for developing players. It's similar to to Ange, but Ange has the experience, obviously, yeah. of, of being the the main man pulling the strings. So you can see Kuehl, for example, Abada, Jota. 
Maeda, all 24 and under, getting a hold of these boys and, and, and trying to take their game to the next Mate, level. He, he will love that. He will love that. And I'm pretty sure those players will also enjoy uh, working with the likes of, of a Harry Cool who, who has that experience at, like I says, the highest level. Probably just injury that kind of stuck with him a little bit at the back end of his career. But I'm sure he'll have the respect. Sometimes when you do have that playing background, it, it, it does come with natural respect. And then it's up to you to make, to maintain that. And and I've no issues or concerns about H being able to um, to maintain that. I, I think it's a it's a, again um, a really good bit of business for Celtic. Um, and it was a little bit left field. I've got to say, you know, yeah. I kind of contacted both of them at the time and go, oh, where, where did where did that come from, kind of thing? And they go, oh yeah. So um, again, another another Australian. Coming to Glasgow, we're taking over, eh? We're taking over. <laughs> I suppose as well. When, when, when you think about it, and, and Scott McDonald's back just now. When you think about it, um, Ange Postecoglou, as we know, he doesn't just bring in people willy nilly. If he's bringing somebody in, he knows whether they're a player or now as a backroom staff yeah. member, they've got a proper contribution to make. But they have to. They have to because he won't have people that just come in and. Uh, and stand about and, and look nice. That's that's never the way that Ange has, has worked. Um, you know, every player, every staff member needs to contribute, needs to to, to bring value. The interesting thing will be um, is whether or not someone else uh, within Celtic coaching uh, setup moves on. Mm-hmm. You know, because obviously it is the first person that that Ange has actually brought in. Yeah. Um, and I don't imagine H sort of like being too far away from. From Ange himself, mm-hmm. um, so whether or not that means that that maybe there's been discussions within the the football club, maybe someone's um, you know made a decision that maybe they would like to go and 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 have a go themselves at potentially being a head coach. So that's where a John Kennedy potentially. Yeah, he's been linked with 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 Hibbs. He's been linked with Dundee. The Dundee United job yeah. is now available. Although there's there's a shout that Liam Fox, who's Tam Courts' number two, is going to step up and take mm-hmm. the reins, and he's a very Highly regarded young coach, uh, Liam Fox. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see yeah. um, what happens with with that one. We're in the 37th minute of Armenia v Scotland. It is still 1-1. Stuart Armstrong getting the equaliser for Scotland. Again, Scotland, it looks as though from the TV pictures, Craig, that Scotland now starting to, to dominate again and, and put Armenia on the back foot. Yeah, and again, it's kind of, uh, you know, for me, as a player's just gone down there, I think it was, was Adams there maybe looking for a penalty. Um is it Adam? No, it's not. It's Hendry. Uh, yeah, no, Scotland at least now, uh, you know, have, have managed to play the, the last five or ten uh, or so minutes in Armenia's half, um, you know, creating opportunities, making them actually feel a little bit more on edge and a little bit nervy. And then when, you know, balls have been cleared and knocked longer, Scotland have just dealt with them and defended better, uh, which, you know, for the first 25 minutes was it was a, a real struggle that uh, you quite rest defence. It's kind of, you know, sometimes you're... You're most vulnerable when you actually have the ball yourself. It's when you lose it, and that's when Scotland are causing themselves problems. If you've just joined us, the Scotland starting lineup four changes from the team that lost to Republic of Ireland 3 0 at the weekend. The most significant one being an injury to captain Andy Robertson. He didn't travel. It's Craig Gordon and goals at the back. It's Scott McTominay, Grant Hanley, and Jack Hendry. The four in midfield Callum Patterson and Greg Taylor. The two wing backs Billy Gilmer and Callum McGregor in the central midfield roles and it's John McGinn and Stuart Armstrong in behind Shea Adams in a 3-4-2-1 formation. Stuart Armstrong getting the equaliser for Scotland. On the bench for Steve Clark tonight, outfield players Stephen O'Donnell, Ross Stewart, Ryan Christie 
Alan Campbell, David Turnbull, Jacob Brown, Lewis Ferguson, Aaron Hickey, Anthony Ralph, and the two sub goalkeepers, Liam Kelly and Robbie McCrory. What kind of changes, if any, would you maybe think that, that, that making Turnbull, Brown, Ferguson, Christie, Stewart all kind of good options, middle to front? Yeah, no, definitely. But I, I mean, I would. I, if I'm a manager, I wouldn't be making any changes come come half time. I'd be I'd be going in there and being quite firm with with, with the playing group to to say how disappointed um, I was with the, the the start of the game. You know, you, you go away from home to concede so early, you give the you know the home team encouragement. That's not what you want to do. Um, go out there and prove prove everybody wrong that you're better than that. You know, and go and put this game to bed in the first 15, 20 minutes. If that's not the situation, like I said, you'll definitely see substitutions uh, a little bit later on. And you touch on, you know, Turnbull, Ross Stewart. I'd like to see more of Ross Stewart. Yeah. You know, he's obviously got a phenomenal uh, scoring record down south with, with Sunderland. So it'll be interesting to see whether can that translates. Rangers always going to come and, yeah. come and do a turn at Ibrox? Yeah. Oh, look, I always say that if you're a goal scorer and... And, and you play in the UK and you've played at a level and you're scoring goals, the, the amount of chances you're going to get at Rangers Football Club, you're going to continue to score if you've got anything about you. So there's no reason why. I mean, again, it's not probably the the the, the fancy uh, bells yeah. and whistle signings that, that, that we all like to see. Um, but I think he could come in and do a, do a great job. Like I said, he scored 20 plus, 25, 26 goals down there in a, in, in a, in a season, 40-odd games. Yeah, played a big part and get good some numbers. Yeah. Good numbers, really good numbers. Scored important goals in the finals uh, as well. I think he scored a couple of co- a couple of goals in, in in that as well. So, I'd like to see more with the national team. But I understand with the national team, you need to you need to deserve it. You, you need to come in when you are given your moments and really sort of like taken by the scruff of the neck. We're in the last five minutes of the game over in Armenia. Armenia won Scotland. One last five minutes of the first. Half Scotland equalising through Stuart Armstrong. We're going to take a quick break. We're on the Go Radio Football Show 0808-1717-700 to get through. We are sponsored by Macklin Motors and we'll be right back after these. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go, 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 go. We're on the Go Radio Football Show and news from Armenia. Armenia down to 10 men. Defender Hovanation has been sent off for really what can only be described as an act of stupidity. He chopped down Nathan Patterson. He was going to get a yellow card for that. He then confronted John McGinn immediately after it and made head contact into the Scotland captain's face and that got him another second yellow. So Armenia down to 10 men, Hovind Ashen sent off and Craig Moore, that's got to really swing it in Scotland's favour. 1-1 at the moment and we're into stoppage time in the first half. We talk about moments in games, coach killers. That is, that's a coach killing moment that, I mean, there was no need for it. Yes, it was a... Uh, a bad tackle and a yellow card on, on Patterson. But then to follow up, you know, with the needless, you know, coming together with McGinn and, and, and then losing the head and, and kind of, it was an attempted, you know, he, his head moves forward. I mean, that's absolute crazy. He's let down his teammates, um, but at the same time, it's a wonderful opportunity for Scotland to really go now and, and, and get the right result, um, you know, so... They've got to raise their game as they're in the box now with a slight chance. Oh, that's a slight oh, chance. It's a great Armstrong goal. Again. A brilliant goal from Stuart Armstrong. A right foot drive, 16 yards out. Beautiful skill, lovely close control. And he drilled a shot 
past the Armenian goalkeeper Yoshenko and what a finish that was Craig Moore Armenia won Scotland too great finish just we were talking that you know Scotland were combining and they were they were right in the edge of the box they, they gets in Armstrong to be fair shows fantastic feet he just takes up a wonderful position here ball comes in great touch with his left foot shifts finds a far corner that's a wonderful finish from a player who um, was really unlucky to be dropped in the last game Brilliant finish there. Lovely wee pass from John McGinn and Stuart Armstrong just keeping his balance here just to drill a shot, skidded off the surface and gave goalkeeper Yurchenko no chance. You're talking about it. Armenia down to 10 men and the look on the Armenian coach Jorkin Kaparos's face when Hovan Ashen was, was oh. sent off. He, he knows right on the stroke at half time. You're right, he's absolutely killed his team. Uh, like I said, I always find see, seeing in football matches when, when players are sent off where they lose the head, it's it's you let down your team, you let down the teammates, you let down everybody that's worked so hard, and that's exactly what's happened. And and to be punished, obviously, by going down to ten, but then also conceding a goal just before half time to go two one down. This should be a game that Scotland can really go on now and 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 lay a marker after the disappointing result against Ireland. Yeah, we're deep into stoppage time. Forty seconds to go. Armenia one, Scotland two. We're on the verge of the halftime whistle that will take Scotland. Up to six points out of nine. It'll be decent, not perfect, but it's decent for them. And of course, you can join us tomorrow night on the Go Radio Football Show. We'll have all the reaction to the game tonight in Armenia. You won't miss a thing here from the first half. We'll be right through until six o'clock. I'm Matt Guidi. I'm joined by Craig Moore. But again, another defensive lap there between Callum McGregor and Jack Henry. But the Armenians can't take advantage. But Armenia are down to 10 men, Craig. We mm. should be comfortable, but Scotland... It's not been impressive defensively at all in this opening 45 minutes. No, it hasn't. It hasn't. It's just been, again, it's not, they've they're, they're not been up for the match. They've just been a little bit uh, sloppy in terms of maybe passing or, or, or position. Uh, even there, McGregor, who, who, who's fantastic, he give away possession there. To be fair, he runs 30 yards and, and redeems himself and wins the ball back. But it's just those simple things, Mark, and they should be able to the second half. I wouldn't expect, like I said, too many changes come out and really have a go and raise it just a little bit, another 10-15%, put them under pressure, go and get the, the, the third and fourth goal. Yeah. Armenia won Scotland two. The halftime whistle has blown in Armenia. The Armenians took the lead. Bushikayan scored in the six-minute poor, poor defensive mm -hmm. play from Scotland. That gave the home team a surprise lead. And then a double from Stuart Armstrong has put Steve Clark's team into the lead. A nice finish with his right foot in the 14th minute and then a beautiful goal in stoppage time. They are drilled it from 16 yards to give Scotland the lead. Armenia were down to 10 men. They had Hova Nashin sent off right on the stroke of half-time for a double yellow card for a trip on Stuart Armstrong and then a headbutt on John McGinn. So Scotland very much in the driving seat. And as you said, Craig, this is a chance now yeah. to go and put a marker down, go and get the third go and get the fourth and why not why not go and get a fifth yeah no exactly right and then and then like I says and then there's players also uh, that, that can come on and, and and you know put their case for, for further involvement moving forward as well and, and kind of causing the, you know as a player when you're not playing when you get the opportunity all you want to do is pose the, quote, uh, the coach questions you know I should be playing so come on and, and, and impact the game that's the opportunity that lies here now for, for Scotland in this second half and after it, like I said, we're going back and don't like looking back, but after the game against Ireland, you want to go and have a really, really positive result. So you've now got an opportunity to go on with a job here and you're, you're spot on three, four, five, six 
why not? It's possible. Go and do it. And then people will very quickly forget about Ireland. And it would do Steve Clark the world of good as well. Any kind of lingering doubts that he's not the man for the job anymore that has been suggested in some quarters over the past yeah. couple of weeks after the defeat to Ukraine and that heavy defeat to Republic and Ireland Saturday, it just puts that to bed and lets him focus ahead of the next uh, round of games in September. Gives him gives him rest point mark, doesn't it? Until the next time. <laughs> I mean, the like says, unfortunately, that's just that's the football. It's just it's it, there's, look, there's always a. Um, there's always a fire that you need to put out um, and, and it's, whether it's today, whether it's tomorrow. But look, it, people, when they go into these, these jobs, they know exactly what's at stake. Um, but like I says, you, you want to go out and put in a positive performance, especially after a couple of flat ones uh, and that were, were really, really important matches. To go out now, you've got a chance and then that way you can come in and speak to the press after the game and you can have a little, not, not so much a smile, but it's a lot more comfortable than going in there where you're, you're under the cosh with some naughty questions. Tell me, I want your opinion on Scott McTominay. Again, he's been criticised mm-hmm. for the, for his role in the back three. We know that's not his natural position. He's a central midfielder yeah. at Man United. It's fine probably against opposition such as Armenia. But when we step it up a notch, Craig, should we just should he just not be considered for a central defensive role moving forward, Scott McTominay? Yeah, look, for me, and again, I totally respect the, the job that Steve Clark has done. And he has his reasons. Um, and he sees him a lot more than what I see him. I wouldn't be having Scott McTominay as a as a central defender. For me, I just feel that you're right. And again, I don't want to be disrespectful to Armenia, but it's not a top, top team, right? So you can kind of get away with it. Unfortunately for, for McTominay and for Scotland, when you play against a top team like Ukraine, the World Cup qualifier, everything on the line, mistake led to goal, led to game finished. The second goal, um, and, and for me, uh, again, it's not a it's not a criticism of the player either. Um, he's at a fantastic football club. He's at a massive football club, but does he slightly suffer um, as a player at this moment in time because that so called great football club is not that great at the moment? You know, so uh, again, I don't think McTominay is at his best level. We've seen him better, in my opinion, but I, I would always have him if he's going to play in midfield rather than a centre back. Right, unhappier notes for for you guys. Are we uh, go radio? Are we adopting Australia as as our as our yeah. team for the World Cup? You uh, think we should? Yeah, why not? Why not? And there is one last, and I, you, you you don't normally hear this from an Aussie. There is another game tonight, World Cup qualifier, New Zealand mm-hmm. against Costa Rica. So I believe we have one one uh, New Zealand boy at uh, Grieve at St Mirren who's oh, yeah. involved in yeah. the who's involved in the squad. He he might he might be Alex starting. Alex Grieve. Alex Grieve. Yep. Um, so the New Zealand have got an opportunity tonight uh, also to go through and I think that's the final qualifier for the last position of the, the World Cup but the Aussies get in there go radio get behind us <laughs> are you going? Are you going uh, mate, I'll find a way I'll find yeah. a way yeah, abs- absolutely I mean uh, you know to, I've been lucky enough to play in World yeah, Cups 2006 I was um, there you know, and, and I've worked a couple of World Cups now as well so kind of done you a bit you said of, five in a row that's Australia five consecutive. I actually think incredible. I actually think that this um, is probably the biggest achievement out of the five uh, yeah. because of the squad. Um, you know the squad and the have preparation. You got, have you got a Kuehl, a Viduka, no. a Moore, a Schwarzer, no. a Bosnia? Have you got Hustich, a name? Hustich is the one that's coming through. That was also come on as a substitute for Eintracht Frankfurt that scored mm-hmm. a penalty in the, right. the the shootout. He's one that's that's going to go on twenty five, I think, uh, years of age, uh, decent. Uh, but no, they. The answer to that is no, no, Australia don't. 
Um, and, and that's why I think it was such a great job. 16 out of the 20 matches that they played in the qualifying campaign were away from home. Yeah. Were away from home due to, due to pandemic. Right, okay. Due to uh, COVID and rules and regulations and all that. So Graham Arnold, he takes a lot of, a lot of stick in Australia because eh? normally they perceive him as a grumpy old man and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> right? And I've seen him grumpy and all. But he's done a wonderful job. And, and it's, look, it's... It's good for business and it's certainly good for, for the Australian national team in terms of the league continuing to, to grow uh, back home. And of course, when you get to Qatar in November, mm -hmm. you've got the World Champions. Doesn't it come much better than that? Oh, um, yeah, no, it's, it's incredible. Again, it's a, it's a tough group. Um, you know, Tunisia, I come up against Tunisia as a player uh, back in, I think it was a 2005 Confederations Cup when... Um, Remember Hamed Namuchi that played also yeah, at Rangers? The Rangers, yep. Yeah, yep. so we managed to, to swap, swap jersey at the Confeds Cup. I think Tunisia beat us on that night. Um, they're not necessarily a team that people know a lot about, uh -huh. but hey, they produce some players. Don't worry about that. It's a tough group. And Denmark as well, of course. Scotland get, get first sight of, of Denmark, yeah. and, you, and you think of them Christian Eriksen, Casper mm -hmm. Schmeichel. Dolbert, they've got some Paulson, top players. Yeah. Paulson up top. I mean, look, they were they were red hot. I mean, you're right. We've seen it firsthand with Scotland and, and already in that qualifying group stage, they, they were miles ahead, weren't they, in terms of yeah. being the team that were never going to be caught. Um, so, again, they're not necessarily a team that you link loads of flair to, but they're, they're well-drilled, they're well-organised, and they've got players that can go and kill a game. No problem about that. And just back to domestics, and we'll finish off in Scotland. We're into the last couple of minutes on the show on the Go Radio Football Show tonight with Macklin Motors. Delighted that you've joined us. Armenia 1, Scotland 2 is a half-time score. We have all the reaction tomorrow night from 5 o'clock until 6. So don't miss it. Interviews with Steve Clark and a selection of players. The SPFL Premiership fixtures come out on Friday. Um, or is always a good day as, oh. as a player did you always like to see you you've got your opening day of the season when the first Celtic Rangers game is going to be etc etc uh, no <laughs> <laughs> nah look you're too busy having nah, a couple of coldies nah everyone look we, of course the, 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 the excitement about uh, what, what, what the season's going to look like you're right when those, when those fixtures come when that first big one um, comes out um, no really exciting times uh, also looking uh, to do this year, maybe some 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 trips and some some nice packages over the, over the nice games, Mark. So I'm really looking forward to see what comes out. Yep, on Friday, so don't miss that as well. We'll have the full schedule for you on the Go Radio website. So don't miss that Friday. The fixtures are out first thing in the morning, and we'll see who Celtic Rangers, Aberdeen, the United Commander, of course, just promoted as well. See mm. who Derek McInnes's team get in the fixtures. Last couple of minutes of the show, Craig. What are you expecting? In the second half, Scotland 2-1 up, Armenia down to 10 men. We should make yep. this very, very comfortable the second 45 minutes. Yep. Uh, yeah, go out and, and, and start, start the second half with real intent. Go and get the third goal. Um, and, and Armenia, they'll be extremely disappointed. They're down to 10 men. If they can, if they can um, I think their heads will go. So if Scotland, early they can go and get the third goal in this uh, second half, Mark, I think it could actually go on and, and blow out. That's what I would hope. Mm -hmm. Seeing that happen is obviously something different, but they've they've got some options on the bench um, that I'd like to see come on. I'd like to see Ross Stewart get get some game time, uh, and also Ryan Christie again, who we know yeah. is, is quite lively, and and this is the type of game that will suit him. And for Shea Adams as a number nine, yep. as a main striker, yep. you know he'll be looking to get on the score sheet. He will um, look. It's 
the, the number nine, that sole, that sole role as a striker, is a t- it's a tough gig, isn't it? You know, like when, when you're hot, you're hot. You look at him when Lyndon Dykes, when he was he was on that run. Um, Shay Adams, for me, I think brings great value to the team. Tonight's just not so far uh, been his night, but he would love to, to get a goal as a striker. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. I was Mark Guidi, delighted to say joined by Craig Moore, still celebrating Australia, qualifying for the 2022 World Cup in Qatar later this year. How jealous are we? We'll have full reaction to Scotland's result in Armenia. Let's hope that they go on and win by a more convincing margin. Thank you very much for joining us. Good night. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go, 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 go. There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley We're bringing you everything Toyota Backed by first class service So come and meet the team And view the stunning new Toyota range All available with up to 10 year warranty Including the all new Igo Cross And new Yaris Cross compact SUV See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians And specialist advice from our motability team Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now At Kennishead Road, Darnley The new name for Toyota in Glasgow